And the fact is we don't communicate anything really besides telling stories, right? When you tell your spouse about your day, you can say, oh, it was good. But most likely you probably said, you know, it was great because this, 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 and this happened. And, and yeah. then, you know, HR said this and, you know, got a promotion. You told a story. But marketing, we don't. And I don't know why that is. I think it's kind of this, uh, this thing that it's super magical and uh, so different. Marketing super, you know, super, super simple. It's communicating a specific message to a specific person at a specific point in their time. Right, that's all marketing is. Branding is underneath marketing. And what it basically is, it's what's your reputation? You know, what's that brand's reputation over a prolonged period of time? Right, there's so many brands that we know that we buy, you know, Colgate, because we bought Colgate for 30 years and we know what they do. You know, they, they deliver the best. Every time I try something new, I'm disappointed. So branding is just kind of the reputation. And that is coming up next on Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show. So stay tuned. So, the big question is this, how are ambitious people like us, who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth, how do we become resourceful enough, use our creativity, our dedication, and a little bit of crazy, to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams? Whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app, or making it to the top of the corporate ladder. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We have created a tremendous community of bootstrappers, entrepreneurs, and professionals who are ambitious, resourceful, and want to get things done. We brainstorm, support, and help each other out. So come join us. Navigate to bootstrapping.group. Join today and get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series absolutely free. If you enjoy this video, then do let us know by hitting that like button now. Or if you want us to improve our content, then go ahead and hit that thumbs down button and give us your honest feedback in the comment section below. Here at Tata Noodle, we are passionate about entrepreneurship, technology, and innovation. Every week, we bring you insightful and engaging videos, interviews, tips, tricks, and strategies to help you grow your business or rise in your corporate profession. If you're new here, please do consider subscribing and do not forget to hit that bell icon so that you are notified when we publish new content. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dream Show. I'm your host Manoj Agarwal and today we'll be talking with a very good friend, uh, um, Nico Debron. Nico is a marketer and entrepreneur with a mission, leaving everyone he meets better off than he found them. He is reputed as a great marketer and has worked on breaking down marketing concepts into simple principles which he shares in his book, We Are All Marketers. Nico is also a consultant who helps clients market effectively through his provoke, uh, proven uh, marketing principles. And today he wants to tell us why everyone should care about marketing and how to start growing businesses in our digital world. Welcome, Nico. Thank you so, so, so much for, uh, for having me. And absolutely, this has been a long time coming. So I'm glad we got this in the books. I know. Um, all right. So tell us a little bit about uh, your journey. How did you get started in marketing and uh, you know, what, uh, what uh, uh, excites you about, about marketing? Yeah, so I, originally I'm a South, uh, South African, immigrated to the States in uh, December of 2007. So I've been in the States for quite a bit, uh, for, you know, 12 years. I just got my citizenship. So super pumped to call this place home. But yeah, what really inspired me at the end of the day was I was completely lost. I like to say that I was a college student who's going to be a doctor 
yet my grades would not let me into any medical school. Um, apparently, you know, it, it, it's not like I was, it was dumb or anything. I don't think anyone's dumb. I think I was just not passionate and excited about what the you know industry had because I love people. My favorite thing in the world is talking and communicating with people. And when I found that I would only be doing that 10 to 15% of the time, I was like, wait, that means 85% of the time I won't enjoy myself. Let's not do that. So through a lot of experiments and a lot of time spent trying to figure everything out, I learned that you can make money telling stories. My mom always said you can make money, you know, somehow. So I was like, you know, let's uh, let's see if storytelling could be the one. So that led me into learning that the marketing industry is very, very complex. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't, as marketers, make anyone's job easy. And I figured, why not cut through all the noise, make something that's simple, and then share with the world. So that's what led me to the book, Writing We're All Marketers. And to answer your question, I believe everyone's a marketer because we communicate each and every single day. Like you had to sell me to be on your podcast and I had to sell you on being a guest, right? We, yeah. we had to do that. Um, and for most of us, when was the last time you took a communications class? Maybe you never, right? So um, I wanted to write something that you could, you know, you could read, start implementing stuff today and uh, get your communication digitally better so that's gonna the story of me awesome yeah you brought a very good point like you know one was about finding your true passion so no matter what you know uh what anybody else says if, if you're not passionate then yeah obviously things are not going to work out and even if you sort of force yourself into this uh, you're going to be miserable and the second point that you brought up is like we are all marketers and you know not only between you and i um it's also between our close relationships, you know, between our spouse, with, with our kids. I mean, I'm always selling them on something to, to do, make sure they are doing the right thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the thing I wanted to bring to the conversation that it's not it's not the fact that, you know, you're running an advertisement. You're just trying to tell them, listen, you should maybe eat more vegetables or maybe you should go to bed on time. And if you're not good at selling to them or telling them why it's important, they're not going to do it. So exactly. yeah, exactly, exactly right. You know, it's yes, it's the book is geared towards more people who are in marketing. My goodness, we we market every single day without even knowing it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the third thing you touched upon was storytelling. So tell us a little bit because you know th this is one um, epiphany I had like you know just recently, maybe a year ago, that uh, when you communicate, if you if you include some sort of a story, it has a tremendous amount of effect. So. Uh, what is your take on it? Like, how did you come across this? And what is your style of storytelling? You know, it was really behind the fact that when you think, and this is an exercise I take my clients through all the time. Can you tell me your favorite movie or TV show as a kid? Mm -hmm. yeah, Mine? Uh, yeah. Um, well, as a kid, like I grew up in India, so I, I don't know whether you'll uh, know the, the kind of shows. Like right now, like I, I like to watch uh, comedy movies. So one mm. of the favorite movies I have is Wedding Crashers. I, oh, I love that. I love it. <laughs> and now tell me a ad that you saw on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn three, three weeks ago. Um, can you think of one? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. That's exactly what I'm saying. You can remember your favorite movie or TV show as a kid, but mm -hmm. you can't tell me an ad that some marketer spent money to get in front of you yeah, yeah, yeah. three weeks mm -hmm. ago, three days ago, yeah. an hour ago. So that's why storytelling is so important is because we are social creatures. And the fact is we don't communicate anything really besides telling stories, right? When you tell your spouse about your day, 
you can say, oh, it was good, but most likely you probably said, you know, it was great because this, 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 and this happened. And, and yeah. then, you know, HR said this and, you know, got a promotion. You told a story. So it happens all around us. So that's why I tell people, you're a marketer. You have to be a storyteller. Because if you just tell me that your widget is good, I don't care because everyone's telling me that their widget's good. If you sell me on the idea that, um, that's got a little derailed, but I think it's so much value for your audience is the fact of when you go to the gym, you don't care if they have an Olympic swimming pool, right? Yeah. You don't care that they have indoor track. What you care about is the fact that that gym is getting you closer to where you want to go. And the story that the salesperson can take, they can say that you have you know, the best equipment in the world, or they can tell you that people who join their gym get results. And these are three stories that our, our you know, patrons who pay to be here have gone through. Mm -hmm. That's going to sell you a lot more than caring about the indoor swimming pool. Yeah, very good point. All right. So um, a lot of uh, people in our audience, they are aspiring entrepreneurs. Maybe they have uh, taken the leap into entrepreneurship. So, I mean, they're pretty new. So in your example, um, you know, you, you can present uh, stories of your existing clients, but what if they don't have any client uh, at all and they're just starting off? So what will you recommend them in terms of their story? What can they say to their potential customers in that? That's so funny you brought it up because a couple minutes before this, I posted about your origin story. So this comes in a perfect alignment. So I feel, you know, feel like I little cheated there. But, you know, if you don't have a client, if you are, let's say you're in the services space like I am, what you can do is in the beginning, I did this too, is I told the origin story. Why did I decide to start a company? Why do I want to help the people I want to help? So for me personally, is the fact that I think that marketing is is more complex than it needs to be. And I believe that I can tell, help a brand tell their story without overcomplicating it, but still getting the great results. So for me, I talk about the fact that I didn't know marketing and I struggled with the basics. And I learned that no one teaches you the basics. They expect you to know, you know, SEO and you know, Instagram or Facebook marketing, but no one asks you why you're doing it or teaches you how to do it. So for me, I can get super passionate because I remember sitting there um, before I learned marketing thinking, how do people do this? Like, what's the secret formula? Do I need a four-year degree? Like, will I ever understand it, you know, without getting that? Uh, so I get the frustrations that people have, especially clients I want to work with, which are SMBs, small businesses and startups. So to me, I can get super passionate because I experienced it myself. So for someone who has a product or a service or, uh, you know, or starting a nonprofit, the origin story is the number one thing that's going to separate you because you are doing this because something happened to you. You either want to right or wrong. You found a niche that you knew how to help. Um, so start there and start really digging into the, 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 the reason because the reason that separ will separate everyone and by becoming so you know, authentic um, and, and telling people about it, you're going to connect much deeper, which will get you those initial clients. Then you can share their story and so on and so forth. It's a nice little, nice little loop. Cool. All right. Um, and now, uh, you know, uh, once again, um, the point that you brought up is like um, a lot of uh, smart marketers do a lot of uh, good work and they put out the ads and some of them are telling stories, but we are living in a very noisy world, right? Like it's just so many posts coming our way, so many, so many emails and uh, a lot of things are happening throughout the day and we are, our brains are overloaded. So 
even though you may come up with a very nice and touching story and, and you know, you put in all the effort, how do you sort of uh, cut through the noise and make sure that your story actually gets um, some exposure and it uh, sort of, you know, gets to the audience that you're trying to reach? You know, that's it's that's a fantastic point because again, like you said, uh, there's never been as much data data as right now, and then we just created more. So we're creating more stories and more data every single day. Um, so what you have to do is what I believe that most organizations already do is you have to care for your your clients, your people more than anything, because what happens and what marketers often forget is the fact that when you get a client. That's only the start of the journey. You know, the best, the best marketing you can do is convince five people that you're the best, show them that you're the best, deliver exceptional work, and have them tell your story further. Right. So that's the way you do it. Once you have those initial people, and you find those initial people by putting in the work, going to where these people are, whether it's online or offline. Um, if you know, if they live in a LinkedIn group, go join the group, have conversations, show that what you have to offer is valuable. And show that you're human. Because again, people buy from people. You've never bought from Nike, besides maybe online. But even then, you're, you're thinking about what will the brand do for me? You know, I'm thinking about you know, the, the story behind it. So for someone starting off, make sure that the customers you have today know about you. And sometimes asking them for referrals. Be, hey, listen, you've been a client for three months now. You've seen how we work. You, you're obviously still with us. Do you have anyone else that you know, could really help because for them, this is great. If they help their neighbor or, you know, one of their clients um, and introduce you together and they win, then they've automatically won, um, you know, that that relationship and provided more value. So again, win the clients that you already have. And if you don't have clients, like we mentioned before, just start conversating with people that you want. Right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Show that you're a real, real person and treat them like they're the only person in the world. Um, it's like dating, right? If you're yeah, just yeah. trying, to, you're trying to get a uh, significant other, you have to show that you're willing to put in the effort and be there for them. Um, for and sure. build trust. Yeah, awesome. Um, okay, and now uh, there's another level to this, right? Like, um, uh, so let's say, you know, we have sorted this out and we, we are ready to go with our campaign. Now, the question is, which platform to use, what kind of ads do we want to use, uh, algorithms change all the time. So how do you keep up on all these changes and sort of, you know, uh, optimize your marketing budget uh, to make sure that you get the best bang for the buck? Oh, there you go. Um, you know, the, there's no easy answer because each business is different and all that, you know, without really having too much information, what I can tell you and, and, the, and people listening is the fact that you have to run organic content before you even think about starting to put money behind it. Because what will happen is you'll put out 10 pieces of content around a specific thing. So let's, let's make this relevant, right? December's coming up, holiday season. Let's pick a product because we talked about services before. Let's say that you have a um, certain product that you want to sell. What I would do is pick your platform that you think will work, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever that is, and make 10 pieces of content around it, right? Once you have that, put them out and see which ones, you know, out of the you know, 10, five will do somewhat well, three will not, and then two will just you know, be somewhat, right? And pick those five and enhance the content. 
right? If you talked about your product and it can, you know, help you lose weight, uh, give more information, you know, add more copy, do more experiments. And then get down to three. And then those are the ones you put money behind. And you put a little bit of money in your budget. Let's, let's say you have $1,000 for this campaign. Put $100 in to those. See which one does the best. And then put the rest of the, you know, $800 and then $100 just for playing around. So um, that's how you really go about it. Let's start with 10 because you don't, you have a theory on what will happen for this campaign. And then test, 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 refine, refine, refine. And then you'll have a piece of content that you can actually put real money behind. Cool. All right. And um, what is your opinion about video versus audio versus text versus image? What kind of content do you think uh, people should uh, people should consider? They should ignore anything I say and uh, figure out what their audience wants. Um, very high level. It's always going to be one one third, one third, one third, one third video, one third text, one third um, audio. Because you have to think about how people consume stuff and the places that they consume. You know, I have a very specific thing that I read in the morning. I have a totally different thing I listen to in the car and my podcast. Mm. Um, You know, so you have to think about like, again, care about your audience before because me as, and that's a problem with marketing. Um, There's no cookie cutter. Each client and each audience is so different. Maybe it's 90% video, 5%, you know, text and then 5% audio. Like I don't, without knowing your audience. And that's why I keep saying, pick, pick something, pick those three, see which ones do better and then spend 50% here, you know, 25, 25. Um, the biggest yeah. thing that you have to know is your audience matters so much more than a marketer's opinion. Like yeah. if your audience only consumes video, you should probably be spending most of your time on video and you yeah. only find that out by, by, um, experimenting the, the example I like to use is there's two fields in front of you, right? And inside, you know, underneath that there's, there's a coal mine and a diamond mine. Without you as the business owner, marketer, or whatever, going in there and actually starting to dig, you won't know that if, if you're you know, mining coal or diamonds. Yeah. Only by going in there, then you'll be able to figure it out. And coal has a huge, you know, huge use case, and then diamonds have a other use case. So yeah. without going in there, and that's why I tell people, especially, you know, that's why I wrote the book, because I think that you, you as a business owner should be marketing more and then hiring someone to do it. Because if you don't... Yeah. You know, every other profession will test drive a car, test drive that you know profession, and then we'll buy it. But marketing, we don't. And I don't know why that is. I think it's kind of this, uh, this thing that it's super magical and uh, so different. Marketing super, you know, super, super simple. It's communicating a specific message to a specific person at a specific point in their time, right? That's all marketing is. Um, yeah. So a little... little ramble there i just really need business owners to you know uh, not just hire the you know the person off the uh, uh you know, off the internet without actually putting in time and energy yeah. it's your business right you know the stories better than them because you've lived yeah. it so you have to be part of the whole process that's such a good point such um i've seen many business owners many startup founders entrepreneurs they they start to do things according to what they think uh, is best um, and they don't really take the time and effort to actually go get into the heads of their customers too and you uh, used a very good analogy of uh, you know looking for the diamonds or the coal I mean both are valuable in their own way but people don't even generally dig one feet deep and they just stay on the surface but what I found yeah that's why I tell people you know when when the conversations um, how when, you know what platform I should be on every platform right 
And I said, listen, if you go to the gym and you do every single machine in there and expect to be healthy, you know that the next day you're just not going to be able to walk for, you know, you just lie there. Marketing is the same way. You can't just go test everything out and do everything if you haven't started doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Start small, test, iterate. Um, and that's the thing I need business owners and, uh, and the like, startup founders to, to really in, you know, embrace is the fact that you, you are working so hard for something. You're making real changes in the world and bringing real value to someone. You have to be part of the conversation because, again, as a marketer, I will never know your passion better than you. I will never have the same experiences. So I have to be in the process. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, the experimentation thing is, uh, is massive. So Awesome. Um, now let's talk about another, uh, another term that has been uh, becoming very popular, uh, especially in the, in the marketing field, which is growth hacking. So um, do you consider yourself uh, to be a growth hacker first of all? You know, I, I need to change it because much like in, in, the, in the computer science world, there's uh, ethical hackers um, and then uh, there's you know, black hat, uh, so white hat and black hat hackers. And, you know, I think that growth marketing is, um, there is growth marketing. But again, most people who growth, so I'll, let's back up because someone might not even know the definition of growth, uh, growth hacking. Uh, basically, it's trying to exponentially grow a, uh, a KPI, key performance indicator for a brand. So uh, when I had my first company, which was Packpack, my KPI was I needed to exponentially grow our Instagram engagement. Not necessarily followers, but engagement. Because the typical mm-hmm. engagement was, you know, you're lucky if you get 10%. Uh, we got it up to 25%. And my goal as a, as a marketer was to grow community and do it as fast as I can and kind of uh, just run until I get it. Um, mm-hmm. Which has consequences for the brand long term. And that's why I learned uh, early on. So it's good for sprints, but not good for marathons. So it's great if you want to you know, have a growth hacker help you with specific KPIs, but don't neglect your brand behind it. Um, so yeah, people can be, I call myself one for the startup I, I was at, um, which actually just got acquired. Um, so I'll be actually transitioning out of a growth hacking to more of a holistic um, marketer position. So I should actually, you reminded me to change that on my LinkedIn, but um, yeah, I think you can do it. Uh, it is, it is, uh, it's a definitely, definitely an interesting world. Um, I highly recommend testing it and trying it out, um, mm-hmm. seeing if you can grow a specific KPI of your brand really quickly, but just don't mm-hmm. neglect your overall brand. I see. Um, all right. So uh, that's a, that's a, um, that's a good point about growth hacking. Now, um, most, uh, most startup founders, you know, they are familiar with this term growth hacking and, uh, typically they, they try to look for growth hackers or they try to learn growth hacking. So do you think this is a skill, uh, growth hacking world or digital marketing or any kind of marketing? Is it a skill that anybody can learn or is it something that, uh, it's, it's best to be left to experts like yourself? You know, I wasn't an expert two years ago, right? So um, I think that anyone can do it. And you bring up a great point. The reason I called the book We're All Marketers is because I think everyone's marketing already. It doesn't mean everyone should do it as a profession, but Mm -hmm. you have to, you can't be naive to marketing. Um, You have, and this goes back to you, the reason for being on platforms, and even if it's just for your personal brand, if you're a founder or whatnot, is you get to learn the insights of everything. Plus, um, this... The, the thing I want people to understand the most is 
um, there's a difference between active and passive marketing. So this is going to be a little bit of a you know, detour, but I promise it'll get us to where we need to go. But um, there's passive and active marketing. Passive is just, I'm scrolling through Facebook or Twitter. I'm just passively consuming information. I'm not really engaging with people, not really liking just reading or watching. Um, active is what I think all of people can do. And that's where the marketing comes in is it's free. These platforms are free and you can have real conversations with real people that can turn into customers or, you know, business partners or will help you move your brand forward. If you just engage, right. You actively use social media. Um, that's why I say I don't, I spend zero time consuming passively anymore. Um, because again, it's, it's, it can be a tool used for you or against you. So uh, the point of bringing that up is I think everyone should be marketing, even if it's for themselves, because it gives you a um, understanding of what's going on. Plus it's like public speaking. You stop public speaking for you know, six months a year, you start losing your edge. And if someone asks you to you know, jump into public speaking, you'll be nervous. So what if you're a small business owner, you have a you know, team of 10, you have a growth hacker uh, who's your marketer and they quit. They just, you know, mm. you know, one day they're like, Hey, I'm going to follow my dreams and live in the Bahamas. You're mm. out your marketer. Now, how long is it going to take you to onboard someone or hire an agency or do something? It might be two, three, four weeks. And if you're not marketing for that time, your competitors are. So that's why like, yeah. even if you're just doing it for yourself, at least you can then pick up something and then keep running it while you look for a solution. Yeah. Cool. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, again, uh, uh, this point about social media. Um, so everything revolves around social media these days. And uh, we, we transitioned over from, you know, traditional marketing, newspaper, print, and radio and all that. Um, so this paradigm has, uh, has shifted dramatically. Now, do you foresee where is this going to, like, is social media going to be, sort of the main way of uh, reaching out to people or do you see that transitioning into something else? I mean, of course, nobody yeah. can tell the future, but <laughs> as an expert in the industry, like what, what are you seeing? What are the trends that you see? You know, traditional is not gone. Digital media is one aspect of your marketing um, plan. And in my naive days, I would have told you that, uh, you know, that the traditional is going away, but you're still seeing, I mean, $7.6 billion a year being spent on TV advertisement. Like it's not a small industry, right? Um, I, do I think that there's arbitrage and ability to hyper grow the brand awareness and um, offerings that you have with traditional? I do not, right? And there's a reason that traditional is still here. There's still people using it. It's still seeing some ROI, right? If you saw zero ROI from your, um, TV, you know, commercials, your radio commercials, your print advertising, you wouldn't do it. I just think that the arbitrage and the ability for small business owners doesn't line traditional, maybe for large companies, but right now social is the best uh, arbitrage out there because you can essentially get started for $0 and you can change everything up. You know, let's say you, let's, let's break that small business owner that we talked about in the beginning. If they had $1,000 for their winter campaign, $1,000 is going to get you maybe five placements on a radio for a week, yeah, yeah. but it can get me you know, two months in front of my target audience with content that I put out for free. Because the thing that people don't factor in when you run radio is you have to hire a voice actor, someone to script it, someone to broadcast at the spots, blah, 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 blah. Digital, 
you as a business owner, your marketer can just run a ton of organic co content, see which ones work, iterate, 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 and then run those for under a dollar. And if they work, if you're selling a $50 product and you're, you know, you, it costs you user acquisition costs a dollar 50, that's a great deal. You've just made tons of cash through that. Um, so for a business owner, for startups, for people under 50 people, digital doesn't, doesn't, you, you can't even compare digital and, um, uh, and traditional, uh, yeah. again, there's still value in it. Um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about this. And again, I've never run a TV commercial for the Super Bowl, but he says it's one of the best, um, TV advertisements and best arbitrages in traditional. Again, it makes sense because everyone's staying tuned. Everyone wants to watch the Super Bowl and they actually stick around and watch the commercial. So that's yeah. a great deal. But I, as the marketer for especially startups and small businesses, look at where the value is. Where can I exponentially grow your marketing? Yeah. Uh, how can I make your dollar work like 300 basically? And that's, uh, that's digital. Cool. All right. Now let's uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about branding. So, you know, branding goes hand in hand with marketing. Uh, what are your views? What, what, what in your view is branding? Because a lot of people have this uh, confusing concept, including me. I used to think uh, branding is generally just about the logo. So uh, tell us a little bit about your views about branding. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So branding is what kind of happened. So if we're looking at marketing, marketing is the umbrella. And what falls underneath that is all the other aspects of it, right? Your digital, your branding, all, all the stuff, right? Uh, so branding is underneath marketing. And what it basically is, it's what's your reputation? You know, what's that brand's reputation over a prolonged period of time, right? There's so many brands that we know that we buy, you know, Colgate, because we bought Colgate for 30 years and we know what they do. You know, they, they deliver the best. Every time I try something new, I'm disappointed. So branding is just kind of the reputation. That's why when people say personal branding, if you just change the, the uh, branding out and just say personal reputation, the conversation switches completely. And mm -hmm. in the services space, especially, it's massive. Like most likely your everything from your gardener to your lawyer was a referral from someone you trust possibly, right? And that's personal branding. They had a personal brand, they had a professional brand, and you as the consumer wanted it. So um, branding is just, just reputation. Again, Nike has a reputation, and then there are companies like um, Monsanto that have a reputation, right? It's not always good reputations. So um, that's something to keep in mind as you're, as you're building your, your plan out. And um, somebody who's getting started, you know, you mentioned personal branding uh, and that's um, again, you know, it's something that is coming up and a lot of people are talking about personal branding. Entrepreneurs are really working sort of hard, uh, figuring out how they can establish a personal brand. So somebody who wants to get started with that, uh, establishing a personal brand uh, or personal reputation, what will be your recommendation to them? Where can they start? Yeah. And that's a, that's a great Great point because again, I, I've been personal branding on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff for the last year and a half. Very, very hard. I, I mean, I created a content machine where I can produce four to six pieces of content every single day for LinkedIn, right? So I know uh, that's <laughs> something I want to talk about. Like, how the hell do you do this? Like, you know, I, I'm wondering all the time when I see your videos, I'm like, I don't know how the, he does it. Like, does he shoot everything at nighttime? Does he not work? Like, I just don't know. So <laughs> I'll touch on that later, but let's, uh, let's talk about the personal. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the topic that I know a lot of people want to know. Um, and it's something that it's, it's super interesting once you're able to do it. So, um, goodness, that's, uh, yeah, I'm so excited to talk about that. Wait, 
what was the question before? Because my mind so, just wanted. How, how can people get started with personal Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, and that's perfect. So what I need people to understand is that personal brand, again, now that we've established that's reputation, you, you're already doing something. So pick an aspect of your life, whether it's your professional, personal, whatever that is. Uh, I'll just do professional because I think it applies to a lot of the audience that I know that you and I share, which is, which is in LinkedIn. So why should you build a personal you know, reputation slash brand on LinkedIn, for instance? Whether you're in financial services, a uh, lawyer, whatever that is, marketer like myself, you want people to know who you are, what you do. And again, you don't cater to everyone. So for me, I primarily talk to startups and SMBs. That's my target audience. And me as a small business owner, I'm able to bring in my own experiences and I'm able to share my information in the contextual way for my audience. And the only reason I can do that is I'm already having the conversations with these clients, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, offline, I'm ready. Anytime you jump on a, on a cold call or you call a potential customer, you're doing the same thing I'm doing on, on digital, right? I'm just now doing it to a wider audience and I'm scaling myself and my time. So traditionally, if you work in um, advertising or something like that, you can probably have like eight to 10 meaningful conversations a day. On digital, it's almost unlimited. Now I'm still having those conversations. It's just a lot deeper than it is um, you know, if I don't. So when, when usually when a client reaches out to us, They've already seen and done their homework and done their research on me. So they know very high level what I do. Plus they filter through because they like me because I show myself, you know, because when you work with a business, you work with a specific person. If you don't like that person, you don't work with them. So I'm able to screen a lot of people out to the more perfect person. And then we have conversation of how can I, if I can help you specifically. Um, now let's go on to the, your content machine. If you can, uh, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit and uh, (laughs) tell us a little bit about your secrets. That would be amazing. Yeah. So I spend less time now creating content than I have ever done. And when that usually blows people's mind, because in the beginning I wrote a piece and I, uh, I can send it to you because I think it's super interesting, you know, where my thought was, but in December I put a piece out that said, I spend, you know, uh, 15 to 20 hours a, a week on my brand creating content engaging blah blah blah, all that fun stuff and in there i said i spent about 10 hours a week creating content today where we are today you know 10 months later i spend about 25 30 minutes a week on four pieces of content every single day wow four pieces every day every day so that's 20 so 20 pieces of content you create every week yeah. So, and, and that's, and that's usually blows people's minds because they're like, how are you doing this? And you have a full-time job and you have a part-time job and you have a personal brand and you have, you know, all that fun stuff. And the secret is that I have systematized everything. So what we teach clients and what I teach brands, especially is how do you systematize the creative? And when people hear that, they get scared because they think creative means I'm going to go in, you know, the forest and when the, you know, have this outer world experience, but let's get super tactical. I'm gonna, I'm a sh- I haven't shared this to anyone, so this is going to be a nice exclusive. This is why you tune into this podcast um, because we give exclusive content here. So what I did is super simple. I go on the website called Quora, and Quora is a basically Q and A social media site. You can do the same thing for Twitter. You can do the same thing for Medium. I like Quora because it's pre-populated with questions for me. 
based on my past, you know, the, my, you know, the algorithm. So pick your platform, tw uh, Twitter, Quora, or Medium, right? Mm -hmm. Then find a question or find a topic that you're passionate about. So I'll walk people through mine, but this applies to, to any of those. Um, those. So I usually get pre-populated in the morning a question. And that question will be something like, um, what is brand? And I'll answer it. I'll type it out. I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll spend a, a minute just typing it out. Mm -hmm. Then I'll copy that. I'll, I'll send it and there'll be a post on Quora. I'll directly mm -hmm. paste that into my LinkedIn. I see. Then I will do my thing and I'll make a one minute video based on the feedback I got from my community based on what I said there. So if I answer the question, what is brand? Brand is reputation. Someone says, reputation is cool. I've seen Joe, who is a farmer, do it. I make a piece of content that's related to what they said because I got user feedback. Then I will w watch and read what happens there. And I'll put out another either picture that I can find online or I can make very easy and with some supporting text around it. And usually at the end, I can do a summary based on all that I've done for that day. So brand reputation is this. This is an example that I've tested out and got feedback on, now revised. And the, whatever the third piece of content is, I, I share it. And I usually post um, one, at least one, one. Oh, and now that I do live stream, it's completely different. Um, so I'll actually finish that. But today, how I do it, and anyone can do it right now, is I pose the question, which is for me at you know 6 a.m., and they'll answer the question. I'll jump on live to talk about that. I'll make a video based on the feedback I got on live and then I'll do another text post based on the feedback I got from my video. I see. And, awesome. I, and I do that every single day because I already have pre-populated day before that content. So wow. when you see content, I've already done the work beforehand and all I'm doing is copying and pasting. So I'm not organically creating the video I post for that day. I made the day before. Wow, I see. So I'm always like jumping back. Yeah. That's why I'm able to spend less time creating content and more time posting and reading. That's great. Great strategy. Awesome. I mean, I'm so honored to have this exclusive uh, behind the scenes um, knowledge about this. Uh, now, do you post it on multiple platforms as well? Like, because this is another thing which uh, personally I struggle with, you know, when I create, uh, especially with video, like every con, every platform has a different format and all that. So how do you tackle that? Yeah. So usually my, my main go, my main platforms is Quora, Medium, LinkedIn. And I'm now I'm playing with podcasting and texting. So usually when you get to my stage and our stages, then you'll have a team to help support you. But for the solopreneur, I'll keep it very, very simple, is you're going to do the 70-20-10 rule. 70% of your time and energy in creating content should be for one platform. Let's say that's Instagram. 20% should be on an up-and-coming platform like TikTok or LinkedIn, right? And the 10% is completely ex exploratory. So with a small business owner, pick three platforms and most likely you can create content that will fit all three of those. You might have to change the, you know, uh, how it looks a little bit, but you want to simplify because your value that you get is in the conversations on the content, not the content itself. The yeah. only reason that personal branding is, is valuable is because that you get, you get real time feedback on content that, for your audience that is contextually relevant to them because you've enabled contextual you know, comments 
to feel your content. That's why the people who follow me are raving fans because they feel like this content's made for them because it has been made for them and only them. Cool. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much uh, uh, for sharing this knowledge and wisdom. I'm sure uh, everyone in the audience got a lot of value. They can become expert mar marketers themselves and, uh, or at least, you know, get started with the, with their personal branding and marketing. So thanks a lot. Now, before I let you go, can you tell us how people can reach out to you? You are, you know, omnipresent on LinkedIn, but I, you know, still please let us know what is the best channel to get. Uh, get to yeah. So, so LinkedIn's the best send. And, and this is one thing I do for most people when I'm on their podcast, you need to send us to a message because we want to engage with you. We're only, you know, we are both taking time out of our day to create content that we want to benefit people. So never be afraid to reach out to us because again, we, we thrive off of those conversations. So I'm speaking on your behalf, but I can tell already sure. that we're, we're very, very the same in that, in that regard. But yeah, find me on my website, nicodebrain.com, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram. They're all the same, same um, ads. And again, the, the, the thing I want people to realize is that you have a story that is, you know, my tagline is that uh, stories change the world. And my only goal in life is to help inspire the marketer within you. Cause again, there's hundreds, if not thousands of mother Teresa stories out there mm -hmm. and it's not helping anyone by just staying inside of your head. Right. No, no great ideas or inventions or anything where ever written without first being spoke. So share, share your message with the world. Uh, the world wants to hear it. And uh, this is my little, last little tangent for today, but have to give the audience something in this exclusive awesome. episode. That's great. Thank you so much once again. This has been so much fun. I'm, I'm sure everyone, uh, this is going to be one of the favorite episodes on the podcast for sure. Well, thank you so much uh, for being with me on a Friday evening and spending this time. I had a blast. So um, thanks again and uh, have a great weekend ahead. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's been a blast. Thank you. And that's all for now. Until next time. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or a career professional, then I invite you to join our growing community. Navigate to bootstrapping.group. As a welcome bonus, you will get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series and Mastering Your Inner Game video series absolutely free. This series of short videos address some core issues which are instrumental in helping you move forward in your business or career. The videos are yours to view and share for free. No obligations or strings attached. Except for one, you have to take action and implement it. So join us today, navigate to bootstrapping.group. If you want more engaging videos and insightful interviews with industry's thought leaders, then check out the other videos we have picked for you. The link is right there. And if you want to be notified about our new content, please do consider subscribing to our channel.